Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. See what living vibrantly can mean for you. It starts with Goshen Health. Get strong, feel better, live vibrantly. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sounds of Success. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner, and today's episode is The Sound of Success featuring Barb Geigley of I Am She in downtown Goshen. Sounds Around Town presented by Everance, partnering with you to create a financial path as you realize your dreams, your goals, your faith, and your values. Well, Barb, first of all, congratulations on a brand new location. You've got to be excited. I am. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's such an honor to be sitting across from you today. Well, thank you. Tell us a little bit about the concept of I Am She. Well, I Am She is a ladies' clothing store, and our goal at I Am She is to provide simple, timeless pieces that complement the inner beauty of the women that wear them. We specialize in dresses and skirts and simple, good, basic clothing that we all need in our closets. And we try to be on trend, but not so trendy that you can't wear it in six months from now. Mm. Now, that's, that's a difficult thing to do. It is. is. It, it is. Yeah. It's very difficult. Because the trends change so much they and do. so often and everything else. Let me, let me start with one of the basics. Um, yeah. I am she uh, from Proverbs 31. Yes, it um, is. And also in honor of your late sister. Yes. Talk a little bit about putting the name together and, and, and what it means to you and to the folks who are involved. Sure. Sure. So early on when we decided to do this store, it was so important to me that the name of my store reflected back to the worth of a godly woman. Mm-hmm. And our, my one of my sons early on gave me three words, strength, honor, dignity, and was like, oh, I love that, but I don't know how that all ties in. <laughs> and coming up with a name that works is is difficult, and as we all know in, in business. But we had a name that we thought we were going to go with. It was not I Am She. And the night we went to register it, it was no longer available. And so we went back to the drawing board. And we threw a lot of words around. And in the middle of the night, my husband woke up with, oh, duh. I am she stands for strong, honored, esteemed. Uh, and yeah, it came from there. And I was he woke me up in the morning and he said, hey, I got the name for you. There you go. And I was like, hmm, interesting. It reflects my sister, who was a true Proverbs 31 woman. She was very honored. Mm-hmm. She was very esteemed. She was very strong. And so I am she was born that day. So I have to tell you, in um, popping into your store, yeah. um, when we set this interview up, uh, you've moved from around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, your address now is? 121 South Main Street. Right there on South yes. Main, uh, a beautiful part of downtown. And, and just walking into the store, you feel a comfortable atmosphere. Um, I confess, I'm the typical husband. If you've got a husband chair and mm-hmm. I've got a book, my wife and my daughters yep. and my granddaughters can shop all day long. That's um, We've got you covered then. But that atmosphere just was different. Talk about your approach um, for you, for your staff, for other people when, when folks walk well, in. Well, service is hugely important to me. And we want an atmosphere where people feel comfortable coming and staying and being together. Like we want an atmosphere where women can meet and be a safe space for women to sit and to have a cup of coffee and catch up with friends. Mm -hmm. And we do have that little sitting area, which is great for the husband who comes (laughs) along and grabs the the Reader's Digest or for friends that gather. And we saw that on our first three days at our new location where friends met 
in the space. They hadn't seen each other for a long time, and they happened to be there at the same time. And they just they stood wherever, and they they gathered and they caught up with life with each other. And that's what we want. Yeah, for me, it's coffee, cookie, my book, and yeah. <laughs> uh, you can shop until your heart's content. Do whatever you need to do. Now, I, we we talked a little bit about the offerings. Um, yeah. Talk about where the clothing comes from. Um, how you decide on what you're going to carry, what's going to be offered, those kind of things. Well, quality is hugely important to me, mm-hmm. um, but affordability is also. So we, we've we put together a wide range of vendors from the East Coast to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. also do some of our own line, which we produce here locally in Goshen area. Um, so how do I decide what comes in? Well, it has to fit the criteria of of the type of clothing that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, with m- modest clothing in, mm-hmm. in mind. So we kind of have a tagline of modern, modest apparel. Um, so we, we like to have higher necklines, um, clothing close to the knee, mm-hmm. uh, that type of thing. And then as far as um, quality, we hand inspect every item that comes in. If it doesn't meet our quality, then we don't put it out on the sales floor. We'll send it right back. I love that term, modern modesty, uh, mm-hmm. uh, because it is very difficult to find. Is it, it is. Not? It is very difficult. It's. I'm constantly finding or searching for the needle in the haystack mm-hmm. when I'm searching for the pieces that we bring in. But we keep looking and we find them. And and, and the stereotype yeah. is unfair. But, <laughs> but at times it'll be like, oh, that's frumpy. Yes. Um, what I saw hanging on your racks and folded on your shelves yeah. was anything but frumpy. We're not interested in frumpy clothing <laughs> because none of us like to be frumpy or to look frumpy. And there's mm-hmm. no need to. There's there's plenty of modern, modest clothing that aren't frumpy. How do you, Barb, how do you strike that balance? I mean, I'm because I, I'm, I'm also certain that there are some moms who bring <laughs> teenagers yeah. in who go, uh, we're going to yeah. look for something. And so you get the eye rolls or yeah. the little bit of resistance or whatever. But then they end up shopping and end up putting it in a bag and walking out happy. Yeah. How, how does that progress with you acting as kind of a trusted advisor as well? Well, we try to bring in pieces that will spark with the young crowd, but mm-hmm. also that the older crowd would like to wear. And and we can do that, or we try to do that because my daughter helps me with mm-hmm. picking out styles, and she's a little bit on, younger, and she's twenty one, mm-hmm. and I'm a little bit on the older side, so we kind of balance each other. I'm not giving that number; that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> that's a secret that will remain a secret. But no, we work together to try to bring those things that the young people will like as well. So, what ultimately made you decide that you're going to do this? Well, there's a need. Um, there's a huge need in our area. Um, I wear skirts or dresses all the time. My daughter wears skirts and dresses all the mm-hmm. time. We attend a church where majority of the people, I mean, that's what they wear all the time. And there's a huge population of, of people in the area, Mennonite, Apostolic, Pentecostal, mm-hmm. Holiness, that all wear skirts or dresses all the time. And it's very, very difficult to find those pieces anywhere locally. Um, you can find them online, but who wants to do that? Right. I like to touch my things before I buy them. There you go. And see the quality. And so we saw that need, and we were like, you know what, let's do something about it. And my sister Marilyn always encouraged me to do it. She says, Barb, you got to do this thing. you got to do it. <laughs> and so after she passed away, I kept hearing that ringing in my mind, Barb, you got to do it. you got to do it. And when we had the opportunity on Washington Street to open up in a 500-square-foot space, I was just like, why not? You're in a beautiful facility now. Yes. Um, after oh, we're moving so from Washington yeah. Street. And you are very blessed with, with, a, with a wonderful location. Yes the remodeling and everything else. 
But in many ways, are you glad you started smaller? Oh, I'm so glad we started where we did. I can't imagine having navigated um, our first two years even Mm -hmm. in the space that we are now. Because we started small in a little 500 square foot, and six months later, COVID hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so then we were shut down for a while, and, you know, we made it through. We floated through that, (laughs) and we learned a lot, learned, learned a lot, and our you know, we took a hit, but we survived it, and we learned a lot of valuable lessons. Kind of through that whole time, my little phrase that I used is, it is what it is, and you mm-hmm. just keep going. And, um, yeah. Well, and you can live in faith or you can live in fear. Yeah, and, and so you know you what? We forward. had to step forward in faith and keep going forward. What are some of the, the biggest obstacles you faced in terms of just getting started? Well, just getting started. Um Ah, that's a big, huge one. Well, finances are always a big obstacle, mm-hmm. you know, because you have to have a balance of merchandise without going into deep debt. Right. We didn't want to do that. Um, getting the name, the word out about what we offer mm-hmm. without spending lots and lots on advertising or just throwing our advertising dollars here and there. Um, finding our target audience and even figuring out what that was for us. Mm-hmm. Those first three years, two years, three years, in our smaller space helped us to refine that. Um, boy, I know there's lots more, but I can't. My <laughs> mind is a little blank right now. <laughs> yes, um, now, did you have help in designing a business plan? No, we just did it. Just went. We just went. <laughs> By the seat of my pants, we just went. There you go. By, you know, following my gut, my intuition, mm-hmm. and lots of prayer and faith. There you go. Yeah. Do you do alterations and, yes. and do some yes, of your that own is, creations? Yes, and- we do. Um, we do do alterations on anything that people bring in. We do quite a number of wedding gowns, which I probably shouldn't say that on the air. But anyway, um, we do offer full range alteration services. And then we do some of our own design work and our manufacture on site and also um, have a seamstress that mm-hmm. does work from home. So, yeah, which is really a fun thing. And we hope to grow that side of the business into more and more um, I am she originals where yeah. it's good quality things that are made locally. Now that would be interesting. The I am she originals. Yeah, uh, that's, they are. A, that's kind of that next phase. Well, we have quite a number of them right now and mm-hmm. they don't stay on our racks very long. Who does your designing? I do. Aha. Uh-huh. You're allowed to brag a little bit. I am. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm kind of, I, I love that. That's part of the um, creative side that I love to do. Is this something you've been interested in for a long time? Clothing and oh, creating yeah. and yeah. those kind of Yeah, I started sewing when I was 12 years old. And so fabric has always been an important part in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I've i made quite a number of wedding gowns over the years. Anyway, yeah, that's a uh, whole nother subject. Yeah, well, but it's yeah. an interesting subject. It is, Because yeah. um, what, were there influences early for you when you're 12, 13, 14 years old in terms of, wow, I can do this? Yeah. Um, I watched my mom make clothing for us mm-hmm. to wear. And it was always like, that's so cool. I want to do that. Like to take a, a flat piece of fabric and turn it into something. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun. And of course, I started doing that for my Barbies and all that little <laughs> stuff. They had quite the outfits back yeah. then. But hey, we did it. Well, and then you turn that you turn that dream then into yeah, what into you're reality. doing now. Yeah. Um, is it a lost art? Is it, sewing, oh, creating sewing, those kind yeah. of things? It is. It's becoming a lost art. But um, I don't know. I, I hear more and more young people interested mm-hmm. in some of those arts. And so hopefully we can revive some of that. 
I'll get some younger people sewing again. Tell us about being downtown. Oh, I love being downtown. I love being downtown. It's just so great to be part of a community that we can all work together. Mm -hmm. And so many of us business owners, we've gotten to know each other really well over the last number of years, especially through the COVID challenge. And the support that we feel and that we can work together and just encourage each other is amazing. Well, and it's the diversity as you walk oh, into yeah, businesses absolutely. all over downtown and you find out, you know, just how invested everybody yes. is in supporting each other. Yeah. And it's been, it was amazing, even with our opening, how many of those owners have popped mm-hmm. in and said, hey, we're so happy for you and just encouraging and just, yeah. Well, it was really a celebration. Oh, it is. It was was a downtown celebration celebration where where people were involved. So, you know, and it's, and and you look at entrepreneurs, um, you know, one of my favorite stories has always been right across the alley from here, Janice Motorcycles, what Richard Warsham and his group have done. Uh, I've had my share of Venturi pizza, as you can tell by how, you know, I have to use my (laughs) belt and whatever. Um, and you walk downtown, and then of course uh, the there um, are the the stalwarts. Sword Jewelers been here for yep. more than a hundred years, uh, the largest up op- or the longest continuing operating restaurant in downtown or in Elkhart County rather is right here in downtown Goshen, the Olympia Candy Kitchen. Yeah, and now That's you're amazing. a part of that. Yeah, it's and so it's exciting. A, is it a family feeling? Is it is it yeah, almost like a family? Absolutely, family? I feel like downtown is got a good family feeling, and yeah, we all root for each other. And that's what family does. So if you could pass along, if somebody else decided they wanted to be involved in creating a small business, if you could pass along lessons that you've learned over these last two or three years, what would be some of the critical? Oh, the first one would be do what you do best and hire the rest. Like let, (laughs) let somebody else do the things that you can't, that isn't your, I don't know, top of your game, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I've learned that value because I, I've always been creative and I like to do things myself, mm-hmm. you know, DIY type things, but I've learned that it's best not to always do that. Mm-hmm. Hire out the things that somebody else is a professional and do the things that I'm really good at, which is buying and selling things. Well, it's terrific. Barb, you're such a wonderful addition to downtown. Thank we you. are so thrilled to have you as a member of the Chamber of Commerce and we celebrate with you in the uh, new location. You. And we wish you nothing but the best as you continue to grow. Thank you. Enjoy uh, this next year's challenge. Who who knows what's coming? Exactly. Who knows what's coming? There you right. go. Barb <laughs> Geigley from I Am She on Main Street here in downtown Goshen. Sounds of success brought to you in part by Everance. Remember, on Sound of the Economy, we've got also Sound of Success, Sound of Service, and Sounds Around Town. All part of the Sound of Goshen, Sound of Goshen. Check us out. Check out past episodes as well on our website. I'm Vince Turner. Thank you for joining us.